Time marches on and leaves behind those who are not equipped for tomorrow. We cannot predict what will happen in the future, but we at Regent University aim to prepare you for it. With world-class professors and over 150 programs, the opportunities to find success in your field are many. So don't let tomorrow pass you by. The journey to your brightest future begins here. Visit regent.edu slash learn more. Welcome. You are listening to Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston, New England's oldest African-American church. Hope and Faith Ministry features the inspirational sermons of my father, Dr. Wesley Roberts, Senior Pastor at People's Baptist Church. We're so glad you're here. Dr. Roberts has a powerful message of hope and love for your life and mine. Now enjoy this broadcast of Hope and Faith Ministry, brought to you from People's Baptist Church of Boston. Good morning, brothers and sisters in Christ. And good morning to our guests and our friends who are have joined us for this live streamed worship service coming to you from the sanctuary of People's Baptist Church of Boston. It's a delight to be in the presence of God and to know that his children are have joined in the worship of the great God and Father of the Lord Jesus Christ. And so today we are expecting the blessings of God as we share his word to us. And the title of the message today is God's Power is Available to Us. This is the last Sunday of 2020. And what a year it has been. It has been one of the toughest and most unusual year any of us have ever experienced. If you felt frustrated, anxious, limited, or worn out by all that has taken place this year, you're not alone. We're sharing this with people all across the globe. But the good news of Christmas is that Emmanuel, God, is with us. He sees all we are going through as a result of the deadly and devastating coronavirus pandemic. Our situation did not catch God by surprise. He is the Lord of the universe, the master of every situation, and the king who reigns supreme in both heaven and earth. God is the final, irreducible, and inescapable fact in the life of every Christian believer. He is beyond our human comprehension. It baffles the mind just to think of how powerful, how wise, how loving, how faithful, how gracious, how merciful, how good, how glorious, or how wonderful God is. As this awful year of disaster, tragedy, suffering, pain, hardship, and death comes to an end, I want to remind us that God has all power, unlimited power, immeasurable power, supernatural power available for us to handle any situation 
that we have to face in the year that's ahead of us. Listen to the prophet Jeremiah's prayer in Jeremiah chapter 32 and verse 17. O sovereign Lord, you have made the heavens and earth by your strong hand and powerful arm. Nothing is too hard for you. And Jesus said in Luke chapter 18 and verse 27, what is humanly impossible is possible with God. There are three things I want us to consider today about God's power. First, the evidence of God's power. The natural place to start is creation. Psalm 19, verses 1 and 2 says, The heavens proclaim the glory of God. The skies display his craftsmanship. Day after day they continue to speak. Night after night they make him known. Creation is a witness to the fact that God is all-powerful. The Bible says that the universe was created out of nothing by God's command. He spoke the world into existence. Genesis 1, 3 through 5 says, And God said, Let there be light. And there was light. God saw that the light was good, and he separated the light from the darkness. God called the light day, and the darkness he called night. And there was evening, and there was morning the first day. It was God who positioned the stars, who ignited the sun, who established the moon, who fashioned all living species. And it was God who established the boundaries of the seas, who snow-capped the mountain peaks, who set the universe in motion, who rotates the earth on its axis, and provides for and sustains all of his glorious creation. According to the scriptures, it was God who caused the axe head to float for Elisha. It was God who pulled back the waters of the Red Sea for Moses and the children of Israel. It was God who made the sun stand still for Joshua. It was God who shut the lion's mouths for Daniel. It was God who destroyed the walls of Jericho for Joshua. And it was God who opened the prison doors for Paul and Silas. God's power is awesome. We're dealing with someone whose power is beyond our comprehension. But the second thing I want us to note is that God wants to share his power with us. What an amazing truth. Listen to Paul's words to the Ephesians in Ephesians chapter 1, 19 and 20. Paul says, I want you to know about the great and mighty power that God has for us followers. It is the same wonderful power he used when he raised Christ from death and let him sit at his right side in heaven. You see, God wants to share his power with us, his children, those who have been born again by the Spirit through faith in the Lord Jesus Christ. 
There are so many people in this world who are powerless. They feel like victims, victims of society, victims of circumstances, victims of political tribalism, victims of poor health, victims of racism, victims of poverty. They feel always a dollar short and a day late, making two steps forward and one step backward. They feel powerless and helpless. And that's the way all of us feel at times. But God says if you trust him with your life, then he will give you the power to live above your circumstances. There are two areas in particular that God wants us to have his power. And the first is the power to get started. Most of us have a problem with this from time to time. How many of us have been postponing things that we need to do from year to year? Saying, I'm going to get around to that one day, but... So what would you like to change about yourself but can't get the motivation to get started? Do you ever find yourself paralyzed by procrastination? In Romans chapter 7, 18 and 19, Paul shares with us uh, something which we all know and feel. Paul says, And I know that nothing good lives in me, that is, in my sinful nature. I want to do what is right, but I can't. I want to do what is good, but I don't. I don't want to do what is wrong, but I do it anyway. So does this describe you? Certainly it describes me. Yes, we want to do what is right and good, but just don't have the willpower to do it. See, good intentions are not enough. Sometimes we get into a cycle of bad habits and it's hard to break out of them. We don't know how to get started. Many times in life we face tasks for which we are ill-prepared. We don't have the ability, the talent, the energy, the intelligence, the background, the money, or the power. So what do you do when your performance does not match up with what needs to be done? That's where the good news comes in. The good news is that God can give us the help to get started, the power to do what needs to be done. So when we feel helpless, God is present to help us make the changes that we need to make, that he wants us to make. In Philippians chapter 2 and verse 13, the Apostle Paul says, For God is working in you, giving you the desire to obey him and the power to do what pleases him. But the second area that um, God wants uh, to give us his power is the power to keep going. Many of us are great starters but not great finishers. God not only wants to give us the power to get started, but also the power to keep on going. Many of us can relate to what David says in Psalm 6, verses 2 and 3. I'm worn out, O Lord. Have pity on me. Give me strength. I'm completely exhausted, and my whole being is deeply troubled. How long, O Lord, 
will you wait to help me? It is said that the average homemaker walks 1,037 miles per year on the job. No wonder they are exhausted. Everything wears you out eventually. But what do you do when you are tired and exhausted? God says, I want to help you to keep on going. Isaiah chapter 40, 28 to 31 says, Do you not know? Have you not heard? The Lord is the everlasting God, the creator of the ends of the earth. He will not grow tired or weary in his understanding. No one can fathom. He gives strength to the weary and increases the power of the weak. But those who hope in the Lord will renew their strength. They will soar on wings like eagles. They will run and not grow weary. They will walk and not be faint. That's a great promise from our God. God will give us the power to keep on keeping on. Because God's power is unlimited, he never gets tired, he never gets weary, he never has to go, go to bed, he never gets tired of our prayer requests, of our talking to him about the needs and concerns that we have. And this should be an encouragement to all of us. When we are drained and at the end of a rope, we know that we can tap into a power that is unlimited. But number th three, how can we take possession of God's promise of power? God's power is not automatic. There are some steps, some things we must do to take possession of it. There are four secrets to how we can appropriate God's power as believers in Christ. First, Admit your lack of power. I need to admit my need of God's power in my life. I need to admit that I can't do the things that I need to do by myself, that I don't have the strength, the power, the ability to handle life as it is here on this planet. Now, life is very interesting as well as problematic. You come out of high school or college believing you can take on everything. Then later you realize that you don't have the power that you need. Stress, tension, and frustration come as a result. You fall into what some people call midlife crisis, which is, which is simply waking up to your limitations. You realize that you cannot control everything, that you are not going to reach every goal that you set in life, that you are not going to make as much money as you may have thought. You have weaknesses. You are getting older. Your hairline is receding. Your memory is playing tricks on you. All it means is that you are a human being. What, so what do you do when you realize that you are weak? Listen to Paul's answer in 2 Corinthians chapter 12, verses 7 through 9. But to keep me from being puffed up with pride, 
because of the many wonderful things I saw. You remember that Paul said that he was taken up into the third heaven and he saw things that uh, it was not lawful for human beings to talk about. And he said, I was given a painful physical ailment which acts as Satan's messenger to beat me and keep me from being proud. Three times I prayed to the Lord about this and asked him to take it away. But his answer was, my grace is all you need, for my power is greatest when you are weak. I am most happy then to be proud of my weaknesses in order to feel the protection of Christ's power over me. See, when we pretend to be self-sufficient, then we short-circuit God's power in our life. The second thing we need to do is to believe in faith. The key to God's power in our life is faith. Mark 9, 23, Jesus says, Everything is possible for the person who has faith. And Jesus also says um, uh, in Mark chapter 9, verse 29, according to your faith, it will be done for you. If that is true, consider these two questions. What are you expecting God to do in your life? What are you expecting God to do through your life? You see, God works according to our faith. Since God has unlimited power, we should not limit our expectations of him. We limit God by our unbelief. There is no problem too big for God, and there is no request that he cannot handle. The issue really becomes our faith. What are we willing to believe God for? If we want to see God's power in our life, then we must first believe in faith. And then thirdly, we must speak in faith. 2 Corinthians 4.13 But we continue to preach because we have the same kind of faith the psalmist had when he said, I believed in God, so I spoke. Yes, so we need to verbalize our faith. We need to announce what we are expecting God to do, not just to think it in our minds, but to announce it, to speak it, to verbalize it, because that's what a goal is. A goal is a statement of faith, and the size of your goal is determined by the size of your faith in God. Show me your goals, and I'll tell you the size of your faith. Young people, Let me encourage you to dream big dreams. Set lofty goals. You serve a big God who can do exceedingly abundantly more than you can ask or think. It's important that you announce your goals up front. Say it in faith. Many of you are waiting for God to do something and believing him for a miracle, but you are short-circuiting it by the way you talk. For example, I'm praying that God will heal me, but I'm never going to get well. Or I want God to change my life and help me to break my bad habits, but it's just the way I am. I'm never going to change. See, you're short-circuiting God's power in your life by your mouth. 
God's power is not automatic. You must admit that you need it. Then believe in faith and speak in faith. And after you believe in faith and speak in faith, then lastly, act in faith. We must step out in advance before the power is released. God wants us to take action even before we feel anything. Someone may say, Pastor, do you mean I have to act as if I've got the power, even though I don't have the power, in order to get the power? Yes, that's what is called acting in faith. You act as if God is going to provide. And when you step out in advance before you even feel it, then God sees your faith and God responds. So don't wait for feeling. If the only time you pray is when you feel like it, the devil is going to make sure that you never feel like it. We need to do those things we know are right, even when we don't feel like it. If you only do what you think you can do, rather than what God can do, you will never experience God's power in your life. If a church approaches God's work only in terms of what they think is possible, then that church will not experience the power and provision that only God can give. And my budget committee can testify to the fact that year after year, I'll say to them, let's not think of the, of the future in terms of the past. Let us believe in a great God who can do exceedingly more than we could ever ask or imagine. And over the past 40 years, I've seen God provide in, in miraculous ways. The good news is that God wants to share his power with us, but we have to follow the steps. First, you admit you have a need, then you believe in faith, then you speak in faith, and then act in faith. Some of you are waiting for God to do a miracle in your life, but in reality, God is waiting on you. So what if God is omnipotent? What good is God's power if we never take advantage of it? We are going to need God's power this year that's ahead of us. It is available to us. So what are you expecting God to do in your life and in the life of our church in 2021? We limit God so much by our unbelief. We live on just a fraction of the power that is available to us. Let us remember that what money can't do, God can. That what manpower can't do, God can. Let's remember that what politics and politicians can't do, God can. That what doctors and medicine can't do, God can. That what uh, psychiatrists and psychologists can't do, God can. And that what family and friends can't do, God can. Remember that God is not limited by our limited resources. That God is not restricted by our inabilities. Remember that God is not hindered by our frailties. That God is not confined by our circumstances. That God is not frustrated by our handicaps. And that God is not made powerless by our faults and failures. 
Surely he who knows each star by name knows our circumstances. Surely he who owns a cattle in a thousand hills can supply all of the needs that we have here on earth. Surely he who can put the wind to bed and the waves to sleep can calm our troubled souls. Surely he who laid the foundations of the earth can provide for us whatever we need can open the windows of heaven and pour out a blessing that there will not be room enough to receive. And that he who is king of kings and lord of lords can empower us to be what he wants us to be. But we must believe his word, trust his promises, obey his will, and depend totally and completely upon him. In the words of William Williams, the Welsh hymn writer, Guide me, O thou great Jehovah, pilgrim through this barren land. I am weak, but thou art mighty. Hold me with thy powerful hand. Bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more. Bread of heaven, feed me till I want no more. Amen. Thank you for joining us here at Hope and Faith Ministry, a broadcast of the historic People's Baptist Church in Boston. We pray that you have been touched and inspired by today's message. People's Baptist Church is a Christ-centered, caring church located at 134 Camden Street at the corner of Camden and Tremont Streets. Our Sunday services are at 10 a.m. You can reach us at 617-427-0424. Come visit us in person or on the web at www.pbcboston.org. And tune in every Saturday morning at 1030 for another inspiring message of hope and faith.